Welcome back to Sports Scene. I'm Steve Russell. It is uh, a pleasure when, when you get to interview somebody that you admired and idolized as a kid. Uh, it's always great, and this is a case right now. As you know, I'm always I've been a Jets fan all my life, and Joe Namath now is going to join us. And the reason he's here, in part, is to talk about his brand new book, and I'm going to let him talk a lot about that because uh, it's doing really well. All the way, my life in four quarters. Joe, welcome. Um, first of all, I guess the obvious question, why Why the book? What spurred you to do this? Well, Steve, first of all, uh, it wasn't my idea at this time or a couple of years ago, year and a half ago, uh, but approaching the 50th anniversary of our New York Jets championship uh, beating the NFL for the first time to win the world championship, uh, Little Brown, a publisher, uh, uh, contacted the office and said, uh, would I be interested in doing a book uh, uh, in, uh, for 2019? Uh, because, as you know, Steve, uh, all three New York teams uh, in 69, 1969, the Jets, the Mets, and the Knicks won the championship. So that was a big year in New York. You bet. And... Uh, I thought about that, and uh, I tossed it around with my daughter, Jessica, and uh, some friends, advisors, and I'm saying, I don't know. But uh, using the game to describe uh, my background, my beginnings, my life, uh, the good things and the mistakes that I've made, uh, I uh, felt like we could possibly help some people, some underdogs out there in the world, so to speak, like our Jets were in 69, uh, to, to get something from the book, to get a source of uh, strength, uh, leadership, uh, humor, you know. And, and that's so we went for it. We, it. It was a team effort, of course, and uh, very happy with the way we... Uh, we put it together, and uh, it was tough, man. It, it was tedious, and uh, it took uh, a year and change at least. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy with it and thankful we got it accomplished. I love the way you, you did that, Joe, the way you wrote it through the thread of the game. But did I see where when you watched the replay of the game, it was only the second time you'd ever watched a replay of the game? Is that true? Yes. Yes, it is. I saw the replay the first time with our offensive unit in Shea Stadium. Uh, well, actually, a training camp at Hofstra uh, the following season, uh, getting ready for the 70, uh, uh, well, actually getting ready for the 69 season. And uh, then I, 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 I saw highlights uh, occasionally on television and all, but uh, I didn't need to look at the entire game uh, uh, so that was the first time I did see the television rebroadcast of it. And it's an interesting thing, Steve, uh, about six minutes. I was told about six minutes of that rebroadcast uh, were lost somewhere. Hmm. And uh, because I saw a play in that, in that replay that I didn't remember at all. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it wasn't right, you know. Uh, uh, at any rate, uh, 
uh, yeah, that's the first time I looked at it, and uh, I still got some goosebumps, man. I still uh, got a kick out of watching our defense to shut those guys down, and uh, Matt Snell. It was a wonderful team victory. Uh, in reading the book, um, you were a very good baseball player. You were a good basketball player. At one point, you were going to quit football. Who made the decision to end up going to Alabama and to continue with football? Well, my mother wanted me to go to college. And uh, I had uh, uh, several uh, scholarship offers to play football at different universities. And the one that I had finally settled on, uh, University of Maryland, uh, I failed the, uh, the college board. I took the boards a couple of times, and I missed out by a few points and then just a few points again. And uh, the head coach from uh, University of Maryland uh, called uh, Coach Bryant at Alabama and said I was uh, still available. So uh, Coach Bryant, having coached two Western Pennsylvania quarterbacks that you may recall by the name of George Blanda Mm -hmm. and Vito Babe Pirelli, uh, you know, he had an idea about Western PA ball players. So he called my coach and uh, unbeknownst to me, I I didn't know that they had planned this, but Howard Schnellenberger showed up one day. This was in August. You know, the teams are already at their campuses practicing, and I was still in Beaver Falls wanting to play baseball. Uh, Howard showed up at the house, and uh, my mother was impressed with the way he carried himself and represented the University of Alabama, so she packed me a bag and said, take him, and I was off to Tuscaloosa. You were drafted by the AFL and the NFL, and I love what you said in the book, and I may be paraphrasing here, but, you know, when when you talked about going to the Jets, it was knowing the people you're going to be with, and one of those was your head coach for the Jets, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, Steve, we're, we're lucky when we have people that care about us as athletes and children that teach us along the way, you know, uh, Things start out at home with your environment, your parents and family, and uh, learning to respect other people is, is, is something that's very important. And I got lucky uh, with my uh, high school coach uh, that came to our team my junior year, Larry Bruno, and I got really lucky again with Coach Paul Bear Bryant at the University of Alabama. And it was Coach Bryant that told me asked me after the Auburn game or my senior season, uh, we were in the locker room there, and uh, I was helping Steve Sloan, our our other quarterback, get his shoe on because he had a bad foot. I'm down there on my knees putting his shoe on, and Coach Bryant standing over top of us. He said, Joe, you know those pro teams are going to come and start talking to you about uh, playing for him. You see, you have any idea what you're going to ask for, what kind of money? I said, no, sir, but uh, Don Truel, who was a quarterback, uh, signed last year with the Houston Oilers, and uh, he signed for $100,000. So I, I was thinking about asking for something like that. Coach Bryant, uh, out for 
what seemed like an eternity. He took a big old draw on that Chesterfield of his and <laughs> blew it out. And he said, I'll tell you what, boy, you go ahead and ask him for $200,000. That's a better place to start. <laughs> <laughs> that's really <laughs> And so that's how that business started. But in meeting with Coach Brian again, he said, Joe, you've got to find out about the people you're going to work with the kind of people you're going to work for. He said, don't make your decision on the money solely. Don't do that. He said, get to know who you're going to work for. And man, as a young quarterback, Weeb Eubank was the best. I mean, he had coached Johnny Unitas and the Baltimore Colts to a world championship uh, going back into 58 and all, you know. I knew he was a great coach, boy. And so... uh he was the New York Jets general manager and head coach, and I had a chance to play for him. So, yeah, I went to New York because of Coach Eubank and because of uh, the president of the team, Sonny Werblin, and Mr. Hess, the ownership. Uh, they were great people, and uh, that's how I ended up in New York. Our guest here on Sports Scene, the legendary Joe Namath, his book, All the Way, My Life in Four Quarters. Joe, you are very candid about your, your drinking issue and the whole thing with, you know, Susie Culber and all that. But I guess when you were, you know, partying and having fun and you admitted that, you know, you're behind the wheel and you had a few drinks, you don't think about it then. When did it hit you? Was it was it the Culber thing that it hit you that you had to do something? Uh, ultimately, yes. I had stopped drinking after I got married in 1984. And uh, we had our first uh, daughter in 85. Uh, I guess it was about 86 when my former wife said, Joe, you've got a drinking problem. And uh, I, I didn't believe her. Uh, she said, well, I want you to go get help and talk to somebody. And I said, no, I, I, I was so afraid of doing that. Uh, I, I, you know, I felt like, man, if I can't handle this, I, I, I'm really, uh, in bad shape. So I decided to stop drinking and I did stop drinking for 13 and a half years. And then I uh, found an excuse. Uh, I later learned uh, it was an excuse uh, when I went to get an education, uh, about the, uh, alcohol, um, after the through the uh, incident uh, that I was totally uh, embarrassed and, and sad about uh, that I had let so many people down, starting with my family and friends. Uh, whenever I went and got education, uh, professional help, I learned that that 13 and a half years I wasn't drinking, I was called a dry drunk. That's what I learned in the Alcoholics Anonymous in wow. my after-treatment program. I went to two different programs. And in Alcoholics Anonymous, I learned that, uh, you know, without getting help, without getting the education, uh, yeah, you can stop, but we call that a dry drunk. And uh, they pointed out that uh, I used the excuse of a divorce or going through uh, some life changes to, to go back to drinking. And that's exactly what happened. I went back to drinking and I drank until uh, once again, uh, I found out that I shouldn't be drinking and it saved my life. I don't think I'd be here today 
if uh, I didn't luck into uh, a tough experience, and I say luck into it because that's what led me to uh, realize that I needed to live without alcohol because it was killing me. Wow. Um, let's fast forward to the Jets now, Joe. Uh, Sam Darnold, a new general manager, a new coach. What do you see for the future here for the Jets? Well, I hope it's a good one. I promise you that, Steve. <laughs> but for you and all the Jet fans, man, that have been loyal Jet fans since 63, you know, uh, I've got a thing about our team. Uh, I, I pull for the Jets in the Crimson Tide, and I, I'm not looking to offend anyone in Gainesville. Uh, Steve Spurrier is still one of my favorite people. But uh, I, I, the Jets... Uh, uh, players change, coaches change, ownership changes, but the fans of the Jets have been there. So I want to see us win a championship, of course, uh, for our fans to start with. Uh, it's exciting to have uh, Sam Darnold at the quarterback position. He, uh, Every team needs someone that uh, is exceptional as a starter there, and he appears to have won the team over last year with his work ethic, with his demeanor, with his guts, the way he carries himself. Uh, you can't fool the players. Uh, you, you, you really can't fool the players on your team, and uh, they like them. Uh, the changing of coaches takes place uh, when you're not winning, of course, and I like uh, Adam Gase. Uh, I like what he did down here in Miami. I, I live in South Florida, and I've watched them, and, uh, his team's a few years here. He had some injuries and all, but still uh, uh, had close to a winning record. I, I like his style. And I think uh, uh, we've got a, a uh, you got to look at it positive. Competition is a daggum team, you know. Yep. Uh, every team's looking to win, and they're all tough. So uh, it'll depend on the guys on the field. Uh, and also the assistant coaches. A lot of times people overlook the, the fact that the assistant coaches spend a lot of time with the players and the players develop a line of thinking uh, from their college coaches and, and, and coaches before that, their mentors. And what kind of people you get on your team uh, is, is critical to forming a champion. And uh, we don't know that yet. We know we have some good players in different spots, but collectively we don't know the overall mentality at this point and uh, remains to be seen. I'll leave you with two last questions, Joe. First one is this. You won a Super Bowl with that 68 team, but sometimes you, you may have had a team that was better but just didn't get back to the Super Bowl. Was that the best team you played on with the Jets? Yes. Yes, there's no doubt. We did it. We won it. We had the best team. Yes, we did. We had uh, some uh, wonderful players later on. I mean, John Riggins, my gosh, he's one of the greatest, if ever, that's played as the fullback, running back. Uh, just absolutely wonderful. Don Maynard's in the Hall of Fame. You know, he was a great receiver. He played for a few more years after that, too. And Jerry Philbin was a wonderful defensive. You know, uh, there's no doubt that that was the best team uh, that um, in my professional career I was on. There was a close second, 
uh, the next season after we won the championship, we lost to the next Super Bowl champion. Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City Chiefs. We did have a good team the following season. But uh, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, uh, they had a wonderful defense. They shut us down, and uh, they went on to win the championship. Uh, After that, uh, uh, we didn't have as good a team as we had those two years. And, hey, again, competition is key, man. You, You it's hard to win a championship on any level, and the professional competition is that, you know, it's the best. Final thing, 69 was a special year, as you mentioned, in New York. Joe, when you were playing, did you realize or were you friends with Knicks players or Mets players, and did you realize how special a year that was? Oh, Absolutely. We were pulling for one another. We were the first ones, of course, at that time. Now, uh, I don't believe the Mets had won a, a World Series prior to that. No. Uh, they, they were relatively new in, in baseball, too, you see. Uh, the Knickerbockers, uh, you know better than I do, Steve. Did they win an NBA prior to 69? No. Okay, well then... Uh, yeah, that, that was huge. Uh, uh, and we practiced at Chase Stadium. You know, we hung out uh, with uh, the, the Mets, uh, so to speak, and uh, shared the stadium. They, they were the number one tenants of the stadium. And uh, uh, whenever they made the playoffs, you know, we had to find other places to practice. But sure, the Knicks and, and the the Mets, we knew each other. We knew one another and pulled for one another. And even the Rangers, yep. Raj Gilbert, you know. Yep. I mean, God, Vic Hadfield and those guys, yeah. yeah. You know, that was cool, yeah. All right, well, if this is a great read. I'm not saying that because Joe's here, but it, it's the way that he does this. It, it kind of goes through the Super Bowl, and then Joe weaves stories about childhood, growing up, and all that. The autobiography is called All the Way, My Life in Four Quarters. Joe Namath, it has been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for taking the time. Well, thank you for having me on, Steve. You stay well.